0: Sofa with Victoria, where authors and industry insiders discuss everything from serial killers to series fiction. I'm Victoria Selman, author of the Zebra McKenzie Criminal Profiler series, and each fortnight I'll be unpicking the latest trends and themes in crime fiction with a panel of household names and rising stars. Today I'm on the sofa with Will Carver and Ali Land to talk about one of my all-time favourite subjects, psychopaths, in an episode we're calling Behind the Mask, because with psychopaths, nothing is ever as it seems. Welcome guys, thanks for joining me today. Hello. 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> a slight reticence. It's like yes, a exactly. Don't be scared. <laughs> We're supposed to talk a lot on the show. That's the idea. You can definitely say hello. Um, Will, I've just finished your latest book, The Beresford, which is bloody amazing. What a, what a brilliant book. Reminds me a lot of The Shining, actually, with the whole idea of the psychopath being building as much as people. What, what, where did you come up with an idea like that?
1: Gosh, well, um, I actually came up with the idea. Well, I was out for lunch with my old agent um and we were talking about ideas that we have for future books and he said I'd love to read a book where someone moves into a a building and the person who answers the door has just killed someone Mm. and I said oh okay well that that sounds fun (laughs) and then um I kind of went away and put my will Carver twist on it and, and did that and made it a slightly weirder I don't think that yeah. it was where he would have gone um I don't think uh, anyone yeah.
0: would have gone there actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that your publisher Karen she refers to it on her press release she doesn't say the will Carver spin she calls it the Carververse.
1: <laughs> yes well, <laughs> well this was brilliant <laughs> I was recording a uh, uh, podcast with can't remember who and and um all of my books are linked so this, wow. they are kind of a series but this is a standalone but yeah. um even my series that I wrote years ago I kind of linked it into all of the books and that's uh clever. and is that and, deliberate
0: or just a sort of a well oh, yeah yes you? I yeah. have
1: yeah and yeah. um and he said, "Oh, you've kind of created your own Carver verse." Ah. And uh, and I, uh, uh, Karen, listened to it, and she was like, "I'm using that. I'm using That's that." Brilliant! So, yeah.
0: It's such it's such a good... and I love that your agent gave you the idea. Or old agent gave you this idea. Book. Are they are they available for lunches with other authors, by the way. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Yes,
1: I know. I'm spoken to him for ages, but I, sh- I, should, I should, you know, for I the should next one, to... maybe it
0: might be a nice yeah. time to book in another one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got plenty of ideas. Plenty of
0: ideas. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> and Ali, God, where to start with Good Me Bad? Hadley, what an exceptional bloody day! So I've said bloody twice on the show already. Now I need to watch my language. Anyway. That book was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, it's it was you, you released it a while ago, but it's one of those books people are still. Yeah, all right, all right,
2: rub it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's one of
0: those ones. It stays with you. Only a decade ago, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a That's decade. Joking.
2: No, it does feel like that sometimes, but sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah. um I feel really lucky because so, so many people are rereading it, which is kind of okay. cool, you know. Yeah. And, and I get lots of messages that people will be like, "Oh, this is like the second time I'm reading it." And, and wow. So it's still kind of so current and present in a lot of yes. people's mind, which is, I think, you know, what we aspire to, to have as, as writers. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was, um, gosh, it was such a challenge to write. And, I, you know, I'm always walking that tightrope between kind of trying to create a character that is, I suppose, interesting, but but frightening, but also yeah. one that, that readers can pull for. that is yes. Readers- kind of you know cheer for even though they know that they're also quite frightened by that character and so yeah I worked really hard to um to explore I guess female violence and psychopathy yes through a fresh avenue you know a teenage girl with yeah um, a female serial killer as a mother, so something that hadn't really been done before. So, mm. yeah, it was challenging. <laughs> no, I think it's written. And- kind of what Will said about the links. Like, I'm at also doing something similar. I mean, I'm only on my second novel, but the, my second novel is linked. It's not a sequel, but oh. a, a character is pulled from Good Me Bad Me that becomes. Ooh, a how so, exciting. Yeah, so I kind of like I like a <laughs> paper chain of books. I'm with you. I've got to do something cool, like, what do you call it, Carverse?
1: The verse.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I to get my own thing going. The on. landiverse. That would. Be <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah. Well, the landings. That would be best. If, not, if anyone hears this and thinks it's something like really cool,
0: let us know. But otherwise, yeah. pretend you didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty. And you were—I I might have got this wrong. You were a mental health nurse, a, health, health, a nurse working. A mental? Med- I <laughs> no, exactly. I'm thinking yeah. how am I phrasing this right? But that must have played, I guess, a lot—a big part as well that was did it. And in, um, in yeah, sort of definitely. The right? Yeah.
2: Like I spent 10 years working as a mental health nurse with teenagers and families. Um, And I feel like that really drives me as a writer. You know, it sort of drives me to write characters that are different to... The general population, characters that are probably difficult to love and difficult to understand. And I'm driven by, you know, trying to search for the why, but also looking for a way to kind of provoke conversation and increase compassion towards people who are different, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about rehabilitation Mm -hmm. and how we kind of look after people and psychopathy and psychopaths, you know, these are the sort of terms that that turn people's heads the other way. They don't really want to sort of know about a real psychopath. We want to read them and we want to enjoy books about them and stuff, but nobody wants to date one nobody wants to work with one nobody wants to have one in their family so and yeah that's some
0: crazy statistic isn't there and I forget you'll probably know what it is but it's like an amazing amount of people are actually psychopaths particularly in certain (laughs) fields like business and yeah
2: yeah I mean that's the office the classic office psychopaths they yeah. have yeah. kind of got the bankers the financiers the yeah. surgeons who are signing their initials on people's you know organs and various yeah really like that. is yeah. that what yeah. they do I I hear know. that awful story oh my god Guy he like he done like you know a, um, a kind of really specialized surgeon who who's like one of three people that can do this particular procedure and he, he did it on on a particular patient and then oh. someone else opened up the person, and um, put UV light on for, for another procedure and saw the initials on, oh on the And Brilliant. obviously then... <laughs> How creepy. <laughs> can we use that enough it wasn't messiani or something was it was i can't it? actually remember i just remember thinking oh my god and then there was this whole like you know moral debate he's so he saved so many lives should yeah. he be allowed still to do that even though <gasps> he's sort of sort of signing these organs and if it was your mother or you that needed the procedure would you mind if he, if he signed your organ if he was going to save your life wow so it's all, like, ethical moral thing so oh, yes yeah, psychology gosh. is everywhere but i think i think yeah. it's like seven men to one women so there's always this well will
0: carver thing. apparently is one of them when i am um, when i invited him on the show <laughs> <laughs>
2: he said to me he said yeah i'd love to because
0: actually i think i'm i'm a psychopath oh my God. <laughs> you can well.
1: you can well you can sorry and, i just and, like
0: you know throw open our personal yeah, emails thanks
1: yeah. the bus has come over yeah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah well you can have um elements of psychopathy can't you but not yeah. be a violent psychopath you know i he says I killed, very
0: quickly, killing that the knives, many people. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah.
1: three or four people I've killed. Just no, um, I just think, yeah, you know, there are there are elements that, you know, I think they can be positive. Like like you say, these, yeah. these kind of high functioning, yeah. uh, people who work well under pressure often have that that psychopathic element to them. Yeah, I think that that surgeon thing is is really interesting. Especially if, yeah. like imagine he's one of three people that can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. He, kind of thinking, he thinks he's, like, an artist and he's signing his work, you know? Yeah, I can,
2: God, you know? I,
1: I can imagine that, yeah. I think there
2: is, like, you know, there, there's, like, 20 traits. Like, there's, like, a, you know, the <laughs> psychopathy checklist, yeah. which is, like, like, Robert Hare, who's a Canadian yeah. psychologist, who created this 20 sort of lit traits and, like, mm. each has two points and so the maximum score is 40 and people like Ted Bundy are scoring 39 yeah and anyone who scores over 30 is like a clinical psychopath yeah but there are people who are going to score like Will you might score like <laughs> doesn't make I've done you, it like, <laughs> I
0: score quite <laughs> high, high
2: yeah but, I mean, you've, got, tra- <laughs> you've <laughs> got some of the traits like you know maybe I know like superficial charm like grandiose self-worth yeah. like you know lack of remorse all these things like lots yeah. of, sort of elements of those in our personalities and yeah like, to what degree and to what harm does that Affect other people, you know. That's really
0: interesting. And you were saying something interesting as well, just before we hit record, that you thought actually writers often exhibited psychopath tendencies I, mean, I
2: read something I must yeah. try and find it and I, I you know I'm not on social media as we discussed. but <laughs> mm. we well, send it to you and you can um, mm. put it out but it was something yeah. about the connection between extreme creativity and psychopathy because if you think about the kind of um the creative mind like the proneness to boredom the way mm. that we manipulate our minds or manipulate characters you know sort of it, it, some of those qualities are similar to psychopathy That's I don't so know what, interesting. what link is but in sort of like this you know being completely dogged about your process and about your goals and you know there's lot, there are some traits. Yeah. So, and
0: even the um, playing God with characters in a sense yeah, I guess course. as well. Yeah.
2: yeah exactly being able to slip into their shoes. So yes interesting. very interesting.
1: I've been thinking about this a lot recently because my next book that comes out in November uh, is called Psychopaths Anonymous.
0: I love that so title it's, uh, <laughs> it's the best title I've ever heard it I it is, have to say. And it
1: is about you kind of people with psychopathy yeah. um, not having kind of like a support group where other people understand them.
0: Oh, you are so clever. That's and, brilliant.
1: <laughs> and, and it's just, it was really interesting researching these things. So I I have yeah. this thing, you know, when you're in like a social situation and someone says a joke and people just laugh along just yeah. because they don't want to feel awkward or they don't want the person to feel awkward. I've never done that. And, You've never laughed people, along, and, and And people... <laughs> people have picked up on that with me like that like, like, like I never that, do you're it you're standing there in the corner with you <laughs> yeah not
0: funny, and um,
1: no. and uh, that that is kind of a trait of someone who lacks a bit of empathy because yeah. you, you don't feel what the other person you, the other person might be feeling awkward or if maybe they joke you're, you're just funny. honest
0: maybe you're just actually yeah. not being superficial big... about it so maybe you're the opposite okay. Okay. I read somewhere yeah. that people, I read that actually people who are psych are, are not psychopaths often worried that they are so you yeah. saying to me oh I'm a psychopath probably means you're like the nicest one among us
2: actually you know, the, te- the test how you test see if someone's a psychopath you have to yeah. yawn I was and about to like say yeah the other person doesn't yawn it means yes. they're like yeah. that on some tv show what was that i used to show? do it on the tube <laughs> Did you? On and see it was opposite me that's be like, brilliant
0: oh, it. <laughs> that would have been brilliant for like when we were dating wouldn't it i mean you could just like work out immediately <laughs> yeah. was this a good potential boyfriend or yeah. one you have to run from <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> so exactly. oh well bringing this to writing then this is um this is my first question and um, actually, no, before we do that, because I've just written a stat, actually, this, this picks up what we were saying as well. So this is interesting. Studies have shown as many as 5% of the population display psychopathic or sociopathic personality disorders. I don't know what the difference is between sociopathic and psychopathic. Do you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, God, it's had such a long, complicated, intertwined history, and that those yeah. terms are used so interchangeably yeah. as well. Um, but I think scientists can cite differences like neurologically in the frameworks and genetics and mm. psychopaths, exactly. whereas it's like upbringing and environment in a sociopath. It's so grossly oversimplified. and anyone listening, yeah. it's nature versus nurture. So psychopaths are born and sociopaths are made. That's Ooh, kind of that's interesting. About.
0: Yeah. And presumably, a psychopath who's somebody who's born a psychopath through a certain type of nurture those characteristics could be accentuated in the, the
2: like way that kevin, like, and we need to talk about kevin the attachment disorder between them mm. like where does it start his psychopathy where does it end is it because yes. of her attachment to him insecure and so yeah yes, maybe he had those traits already but then he was born with a mother who didn't bond with him and, and therefore you have a perfect storm isn't that interesting and presumably by the same note you can't
0: become a sociopath unless you have certain wiring as well you'd need a it's tr- like it's like the whole idea isn't it with um serial killers just you know slightly up thing but you know how they always have a certain background there's always abuse or neglect oh, and yeah, always yeah. yeah but not everyone who's been abused or neglect is going to become a serial killer so, is yeah, that, so is that like as well? yeah yeah definitely. yeah
1: exactly no it's yeah, really i think i think with with uh they, they share certain traits don't they they're mm. you know yeah risk of uh you know they yes. don't care about risk and things but I think yeah. psychopaths are, uh tend to be a little more confident in social situations whereas sociopaths are a, a bit more awkward
2: yeah what like- did um yeah. Patricia Highsmith I can't remember she said about like Tom Ripley what does she call him like suave agreeable and utterly amoral you know it's that kind of yeah confidence that coolness that yeah. kind of you know it can draw people in and then just screw them over <laughs> big style yes
0: that whole thing. And there was that whole the book, wasn't it? The the Was it The Mask of Sanity, which in itself yeah. is such a brilliant, like the title is brilliant. So, but it's so good. It's so yeah. you can picture it, can't you? And I love the yeah, idea yeah. of a, a mask with one thing and then somebody yeah. else hiding behind it. It's just, it's just brilliant. So looking looking at books for a second, why, and I guess this in a way is two questions, so we could break it up. It was, my question was why are readers stroke writers fascinated? But maybe, maybe we should look at one and then the other, because they are different. Why, why do we love writing psychopaths?
2: um well <laughs> i guess it's so satisfying because they don't have to play by the rules personally yes. for me like yeah. you know that you can they can do what they want when they want without remorse so you can just step into it and kind of yeah. be completely free of any societal judgment or any kind of yeah. rules that you may have as a person so as a writer you can shed all those inhibitions and shed all of that, and just and and roll straight into being whoever and whatever yeah. that character you know demands of you. And I think that freedom is is that creative freedom that that I yeah. love in exploring like the darkest character you can kind of conjure up. You're just right. Yeah. Quite- with them and it's just it's a delicious freedom that i'm having that
0: though in a way i guess i'm thinking about the checklist in a way although they're not adhering to rules of society i guess we have to as writers then make sure they they adhere to the rules Bring of the them same. in yes <laughs> exactly you must be grandiose you must <laughs> mm-hmm. what about you will why do you write like oh i cannot speak today there's something wrong with my
1: mouth
0: um... why do you like writing psychopaths there you are, i said it
1: <laughs> i just think I think again I think the same reason people read it I I just think psychologically it's fascinating because it's so unknown mm. uh, there is no you know there's a very small percentage percentage of us that is going to think about killing someone or kill someone or know someone that that is well
0: someone. interruption with point of evidence this is interesting 50% of people Ali's going to correct me in a second she so probably knows his assets about 50, <laughs> 50% of people have violent fantasies did you know that But
1: there, but, there is but there is there okay. is oh, I, I'd love <laughs> just to me. I, I'd love to punch <laughs> my boss in the face it's so different to to you know Shooting someone or thrusting a knife in their stomach. You not know, have that seat. fantasy
0: sometimes on the road? Come on!
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I don't okay, want to talk about mine. but, that but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> you know,
2: readers, it's it's just that sort of again. It's what what, what we we're saying. It's similar to why we enjoy writing them. It's that kind of you know, safe distance, but, you mm. know, the reader can completely, if you write an authentic character, the reader can, can walk in their footsteps, but keep a safe distance. So yes. they kind of, you know, it's, it's, you know, thinking about sort of crawling into Hannibal Lecter's headspace, that cunning, that manipulative, that sort of the game playing. It's just so, so brilliant to be in that yeah. in that head and then be able to close the book and step out of it. You know, yeah. it's the, the pleasure that we get from reading these characters.
0: Yeah. It's so a fascination think a- though, as well, isn't it? It's not just the pleasure. Almost, it's like we're just we can't we can't look away. Furtastic, yeah. Yes. Sorry, well, I talked over you again. It's okay.
1: Uh, there's, I just think there's been a real kind of spike in in the true crime area, yeah. now. They, I, And I, I wonder, you know, what do we have to do now in fiction to to keep up with that? Because the true mm. crime stuff is so interesting. Yeah, and it so is true. and it is real. Yeah, um, you know, what, what can we create that can can compete with that? Getting onto the carver verse again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know
0: that, the landing verse. <laughs> no, it's true. But true crime is interesting, isn't it? And, you know, we were talking about that example with the surgeon and, and the, the initialing. I mean, if you put that in a book, I mean, it's it's brilliant. I want to use it in a book. So by the yeah. way, Pagsy on that one. But um, it's just, it's the stuff we we not almost couldn't even think of that. I couldn't think of that on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's be
2: like, told it's too too far-fetched. Your editor would be like, this isn't yes. going to work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> rein it back, Land. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's... And actually, with my books, I do often
0: draw from true crime in, you know, one way or another. And actually, the bits where I draw on them, they are the bits the editor online. underline say, nah, not sure that they're going to buy that one. I was like, what happened? Yeah, still not sure. It's not going to work. Take it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had that in um uh, my last... No, couple of books mm-hmm. ago. Nothing Important Happened Today. It was about kind of a cult being set up. Um, mm. And I, I, I kept uh, referring to uh, real cults and real killers. And um, I said something that Jeffrey Dahmer did to yeah. one of his victims. And um, my editor was like, you can't put that in. That's that's too crazy. <laughs> and it's like, R- have you read the rest of the book? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's mad. Was that um, the one that's just been long? Was it longlisted listed for Thiexton's? Yeah, I- that
1: one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, brilliant. Well done. Congratulations. Oh. You've had all the prizes. I was looking at your bio before when I was... So sort of working out what to say in my intro and it's like god how how, how do I start with this <laughs> do well, I've, to say. I've never won anything but
1: you know I guess oh, it. nice. yeah yeah
0: no really really nice and um okay so we love to write them we love to read them what what are our favorite fictional psychopaths I mean you talked about we need to talk about Kevin which is I think uh. it's so brilliantly done isn't it because it's so realistic as well and in fact when I was re- I'm such an idiot when I was reading that book <laughs> I haven't told anyone this I was googling Kevin what's how do you pronounce his name I uh, catch a Catch, accordion, catch a catch a whatever and anyway, so i was googling and wanting to see a picture because i was convinced this was a true crime story it was it was so really yeah. and, and all that was coming up was the guy from the movie i'm like that's weird because he's described really differently in the book <laughs> <laughs> what a prat but um yeah so fictional psych, psychopaths who, who are your favorites um <laughs>
2: Go on, Will. You,
1: you well, you already said Tom Ripley. I mean, yeah, that, I, that's that's a classic. But I think my my all time favourite is uh, is Patrick Bateman from American yeah. Psycho. It's just just so cold and removed and matter of fact and funny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. um, yeah, yeah. So without a doubt, number one.
2: You I think that's really Yeah, you say funny. You know, it's like it's again, it's going back to character, isn't it? It's going back yeah. to like how far you can push a reader or someone into feeling um being put off by a character or be embracing a character like Patrick Bateman you know banker by day cannibal by night but it's the humor and it's mm. the kind of redemptive quality or the likable sort of quality. Mm-hmm. whereas you've got someone like Alex in Clockwork Orange who's just this ultra violent horror show of a human mm-hmm. and there's nothing at all likable about him but he, what he's doing isn't dissimilar to like you know, in, in heinousness kind of to like what Hannibal was doing or Patrick mm. Bateman, but he's so horrific. You know, so, it's like, so it's interesting mm. what makes people like a character or not. I think for me, my kind of favourite, if that's the right word, or the one that's the most memorable to me is um, Frank from The Wasp Factory, the 16-year-old. I haven't I read that. Read oh, my God, you have to read it. It's <laughs> so good. I mean, he's just running around an island kind of killing he's got this wasp factory that he gives the wasps the opportunity to either drown burn be stabbed oh he's got God. like small animals on poles he's killed three kids by the age of 10 like I mean he's and you think he's bad his brother and his dad are just like other level wow um, and I guess because he's a teenager I feel very protective and compassionate about why a kid would be like that but he is just a classic kind of psychopathic character that, that will wow. never leave me Um,
0: do you think that's interesting you said you felt compassion do you think that's again with the sort of the nursing background I mean do you think other readers would feel that compassion as well or is it I don't know
2: it's my mission I mean it's Mm. it's what I'm exploring in my second novel um it's the relationship between a young psychologist and a young psychopath Mm. both the same age both on different sides of the fence and um I'm really questioning in the novel you know how do we care for psychopaths Mm. how can we do it better can we heal them? You know, is mm. there a way through this? And 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 you know, I I I don't know the answers to the question, but I, I seek to explore that with readers and mm. to, to have kind of conversations about, you know is this a societal thing that we need to turn towards rather than turn away from? Um, Again, it's an extension of my nursing. And, and, you know, people, I think people just assume that psychopaths are completely untreatable and there is no way that you can, you can save a psychopath or or turn a psychopath into a a reasonable human being. And, Mm. you know, it's true. I mean, neuroscience, is starting to open the hood on psychopathy. So we are learning more and more and, you know, lots of brain scanning and looking at not just the makeup of the brain, but what's happening to psychopaths brains when they're trying to solve problems. And, you know, it's kind of, it's clear that, you know, psychopaths are completely rational human beings, but, totally morally insane mm. so the only way we can treat psychopath is if we can find a way to make them feel so this is the this is what we're up against but there are always like advances and progressions and I kind of I don't want people to lose the sight of the fact these are human beings
0: I think and, that's right yeah
2: and that's what makes it interesting well. to read
0: about as well isn't it I yeah because they are people and you know yeah. there's that whole thing isn't there that they can't they can't feel in the way that we feel they don't have that connection and and they mm. don't feel happy but they feel Uh, fear don't they and depression that kind of on a a much larger scale which is it's sad it's you know so it's you know they there is an element of you know feeling compassion for them I guess for that and I guess that's where humor comes in 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 the writing of them maybe I was i was thinking when you were saying and it's I mean also they are they are likable people when you meet them I mean most people warm to them because they are so charming and maybe that's also a part of the humor because you know humor is something people use to to win people over, I guess. Not Will, because yeah. he doesn't laugh at their jokes. But
1: <laughs> I, can't. I won't pretend. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but it's funny, isn't it? I mean, we do read for them in books. I mean, I was reading recently um, the brilliant uh, Caroline Ketnis, You, which is just fantastic. And he's he's clearly a psychopath as well. Joe Goldberg, isn't it? Huh. He's so rubbish with characters' names. Um, but you, he's doing these heinous things, and he doesn't hide what he's doing from you throughout the book. And it's not until the very end. So I, won't, I won't spoil it. When he does what he does, but you are rooting for him. You want him you to know. get away with these. And I, I was sitting yeah. there. I mean, Will says he thinks he's a psychopath. I was thinking, I what what the hell to say about me that I'm, <laughs> you know, wanting this guy to get what he's doing?
2: But it's a sign didn't... of a very good book. It's a sign yeah. of an authentic character, and that's what yes. that's the kind of the you know the the golden ticket for writers. That's what we, yeah. that's what we work for is to, you to be so invested in a character. It, I you know. Like in Good Me, Bad Me, Millie's 15-year-old girl. And at the beginning of the yeah. book, if you if you ask someone, "Or oh, is it ever okay to kill anybody? Most people are like, no, no, no. By the end of the book, mm. loads of people have changed their mind about that. They've gone, actually, you know, yeah. I can really see X, Y, Z. And I think, yeah, that is what, you know, a good character is that you're you're yes. strapped in with them. And whatever they're doing, you're with them all the way. Even yeah. if it's bad, you're riding it with them and kind of mm. going I'm here, I'm right by your side. Um, yeah. Just does push you to the levels of like what's comfortable for you and what you think okay.
0: I think that, sorry, wow. And it raises that question, doesn't it? And I've talked to a couple of other people about this as well on, on different episodes, but this whole question of likability versus compelling. And I think readers yeah. so often will say, oh, I didn't like that character, so it didn't work for me. But actually they're not saying I want to be friends with this character. They're saying there's nothing actually that compelling about them.
2: Hmm. And I
0: wonder if that's part of the thing with the psychopath. I mean, we don't like Joe Goldberg. We don't want to be his mate, but you're definitely intrigued by him
2: and you want to read what he's doing. I think it's his boldness particularly for mm. that character it's just so bold what you're seeing it's mm. so open like it's yes. so out there yes. um and he and he's sort of he's got this you know this sort of skinny guy vibe you know who's just yes. kind of like ruling it you know like yeah. you kind of think, on you go yes <laughs> so it's like your character
0: will and was it abe the the guy at the beginning yeah um yeah so it's like with him as well I mean, he's doing these awful things but actually there's just something quite sweet yeah. at home
2: as well <laughs> i think i think I really that's interesting
1: to, worry about <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> to to kind of toy with the reader a bit and make yeah. them think and, and and make make them likable i, I yeah. did something in in nothing important happened today as well where yeah. i i kind of i commented on when ted bundy was mm. executed there mm. were kind of crowds out there and they mm. had they were they had merchandise and yep. when they knew that the, <laughs> he he'd been electrocuted, they all cheered which is gross kind of, yeah. which is gross and I kind of said this is horrible yeah you can't you can't rejoice in someone's death no matter what they've done yeah. and then at the end of the book I don't <laughs> want to give the ending away um you know the person who's been doing this something yeah. horrible happens to them yeah. and um and I got so many messages saying I'm just so glad at the end <gasps> that happened mm. I was like oh go back and read that yes. that chapter that yes. before so
0: but okay, I wonder, but let me, sorry, go on, Victoria. No, sorry. I was just going to say, is that about comeuppance, though? Is that about revelling in something bad happening? Or is it that feeling we get at the end of a crime novel where there's, you know, it's it's all been tied up in a way we're, we're happy with? Do you reckon was a bit of that going on?
1: Well, I think, yeah, uh, uh, the majority of people like everything tied up. Mm. I don't. I don't. I like to leave it all open. Well. And, uh, I feel like, like team I like,
2: not tied up. I like, <laughs> I like I like not tied up. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Well, I
2: like the male, the male female thing is interesting, though, isn't it? Because, like, if you think you know, if, if you ask people to name their their favorite kind of psychopath in literature, most people would pull for the kind of Tom Ripley's, Patrick mm-hmm. Bateman, Hannibal, and then if you start thinking about the female psychopaths, you know, it's kind of like Annie Wilkes from Misery, yes, um, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how you know female psychopaths get a much harder time than than male psychopaths do because almost there's this expectation that like male psychopathy is kind of like an amalgamation of like an exaggeration of testosterone. It's like a sort of masculine thing. Yeah. Whereas like females are kind of you know traditionally seen as more nurturing, more caring. Yeah. So it's like a female psychopathy is a massive deviation from like traditional modes of femininity. So people are more so comfortable sick. with the idea of men doing yes to, to challenge people to think about like female psychopathy. And I think that brilliant book. Um, the it's really current. Oh, one, oh, what was it? My sister's no my sister's sister, sister, serial killer yeah, brilliant book brilliant. Yeah. sister yeah. I can't remember the name Karidi or uh, Ayula I think their names the, the two oh, sisters yeah brilliant you know that yeah. that kind of you know that book was I don't know if you guys read it but it's so so clever it's kind of like you know Ayula has like the classic traits of a psychopath yeah. going. Yeah. and but her sister's the, the, the narrator is the one that's actually more chilling because she's cleaning up everything. Yes. And mm. keeping In that opening scene, do you remember how she's talking about getting blood out with a certain type of bleach yes. or whatever it was? It's like, yeah, you know, I've just got to... Have to but it's so matter of fact, wasn't it's it? so as well? matter of fact. Yeah. And it's so brilliant to allow people yeah. to think about female violence and think yes. about women as, you know, as predators and women as as having those, you know, sort of feelings and, and allowing women to feel violent. And, yes. it, you know, it's something that that's, we're still... Pushing, trying to push for in literature, you know, it's very classically being a male arena but now we're getting a lot more sort of female psychopathy or female violence coming yeah. through right? but Which it's really interesting is- isn't it the sort of the, the project
0: the portrayal of it so thinking of, again about amy and um i can't remember the other person you said uh annie wills it's, it's, yeah. it's a different sort of psychopathy isn't it they're almost quieter psychopaths like mm. the men are much more bombastic like when you think of hannibal and the sort of the the baroque-ness about that character the women yeah. are they're li- a little bit more understated in a way to me that makes them creepier as well
2: yeah i think that's especially with the, the women from misery i mean there's like that Mm. massive juxtaposition between like this dumpy sort of middle-aged ex-nurse yes. yes who rescues this guy and then you find out she's this crazy sort of serial killer and you're yeah. like there's a massive gap between yeah. those two characters two things so it's yeah. so much more shocking yeah because she's female but also because she just presents in such a kind of ordinary manner yeah she's not grandiose she's not funny she's not charming like a lot of yeah. these kind of you know other psychopathic characters we mm. love and know from the yeah. literature. You know, these are different characters.
0: Yeah, which sets me very nicely up for my little next stat, little quote I've got here. So here you go. Listen to this. So in 2014, there was a Belgian psychiatry professor and he picks up like 10 of his other psychiatrist mates and they try and come up with um, the most realistic portrayal of a psychopath in which 400 movies. And they come up with one, which I'll tell you what it was. I'd never heard of it. It's No Country for Old Men. And the character in it, I can't pronounce is Anton Chigurh. Something like that, <laughs> and what they say about him is Chagur <laughs> approaches murder with an uncanny sense of normalcy, perfectly happy to empty his trademark bolt pistol without so much as a wince. Have you ever heard of that guy? Because I hadn't. I haven't. No. Yeah. You have. Okay. Of course, Will has. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't read the book, but I I, I have seen the film for, of No Country for Old Men. Okay. And I, I know the character. You mean? Yeah. I guess. Uh, well. I don't don't know if he's special, I've got to say. I don't know if I agree with that. No, but (laughs) this is
0: what they said. So they said, actually, it was almost the fact that he wasn't special. It was more about the fact he was very realistic. And then they go on to say, and they're talking about, if you look at fiction, and they say it's really interesting because most fictional psychopaths are seen as, like Lecter, you know, very educated, very cultured, very um, stylish, and and, and this, that, and the other. But actually, in reality, they're saying that's not the main characteristics of a psychopath. Like, they're not all you know, Mozart playing... booties and Biblia
2: styles and... Yes,
0: exactly. And it got me wondering, it's like, well, we obviously focus in on that, don't we, in literature. And it's all, why? Why are we doing that? And does it matter that it's not the most realistic portrayal? I mean, if it still ticks the right other right boxes, does it matter?
1: Well, I guess, yeah, it all comes down to entertainment, right? You know, how entertaining is it just to have someone... Go up and kill someone, you know, rather, <laughs> than, rather than than play Huey Lewis and dance yeah. a bit before shoving an axe yes. in his head. I don't know. I I mean, my next book is a female serial killer, uh, nice. a female psychopath, and yeah. um, and she, in one scene, she kills someone, and and the person who is kind of dying is expecting this big kind of speech. You know, right. why she, why she's doing this? Um, what, what what made her yeah. do this? And she's like. This isn't a film. This isn't a book. A brilliant! You know, kind of brilliant. Even, even though obviously it's a book. Yeah. Um, um You know, I. Yeah. It, there's no big speech about why I'm doing this. Yes. You don't need to know my reasons. I'm just doing it. It's me. You know, like yeah. killing
2: Eve, like that sort of killing Eve, like that coldness, also that humour. Yeah. You know, allowing people sort of into the into the mind of a sort of you know psychopathic killer, but but liking them. You know, she's wearing mm. like a pink tutu and a sort yes. of her, rotting someone ten minutes later, and it's yes. all done.
0: With a smile on her face as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I think that's right. Um, okay, so we're now leading up to the quest you've both been waiting for, I'm sure. My desert island, not discs question. So <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island on your own, which fictional psychopath would you be least afraid to be stuck with? So who would you most like to share your desert island with if it had to be a psychopath?
1: Well Here we go. Go well. I've got one. <laughs> okay, I would I would go with Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Um Fight, Fight Club is pretty much my favorite book. Um, so I had to choose it, but also I kind of feel safe because don't want to spoil it, he's not real. Um so and um and I think uh you know I feel safe because he's not there but also (laughs) someone I could I could talk to you know so that's my choice
0: (laughs) that's brilliant actually (laughs) really
2: clever how about you Ali Uh, well oh gosh um I am gonna choose um Mary Cat from We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson she's only 12 um she's murdered most of her family already and she's seriously obsessed with her sister and, and she's a fascinating character probably one of the most brilliant characters it's, it's one is literally one of my favorite books we have always lived in the castle and she um yeah has this kind of mystical quality about her that is childlike but also dangerous and I like a bit of risk in my life so <laughs> I was gonna say that's real choosing is fictional fiction <laughs> <Yeah. I'm keeping laughs> I, mean, I don't know yeah. I think it's, it's, the, it's the adolescent mental health nursing me again I'm yeah. okay with you, know, you think good. you could cure her, right? I guess it's I don't that. I think I could cure. There's no such thing as a cure, but I, I definitely think we could hang out and um, we could get to understand each other. And I, I imagine fishing with her would be fun.
1: So <laughs> also, be she's 12, her. so maybe you could <laughs> take her if it came to her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's the subconscious so yeah. choice. Exactly. I, I definitely <laughs> think one eye open, and it wouldn't be um, she likes to poison people, so I wouldn't be drinking or. or like, no, exactly. <laughs> you do
0: the cooking on that island. <laughs>
2: Oh, brilliant guys, thank you so much
0: for coming on. This was this was great. Um, and well, you can put the mask back on now. Oh, excellent.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
2: for having us. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to On the Sofa with Victoria at Crime Time FM. If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And join in the chat on Twitter using the hashtag on the sofa with Victoria or drop me a line at Victoria Selman. I'd love to hear from you and hope you'll join me next.